0: Have you heard of the word economy? Africa is so rich in research and policy formulation, nuclear policy inclusive, but implementation is challenging. In this episode, we have Professor Iyabo Usman from Whitswater Strand University in South Africa talking about her journey from Nigeria to South Africa, contributing immensely to local, regional and global research development in nuclear science and nuclear physics. She even tells us about Higgs boson, the God particle. She is a professor of experimental nuclear physics and leader of the Wits Nuclear Structure Research Group. Her research areas include nuclear structure, radiation, and re- reactor physics. She has about 18 MSc and PhD students under her supervision. She has been very active in Women in Nuclear Global and Women in Physics South Africa, and she serves on the Council of South African Institute of Physics with industrial liaison portfolio. She's a member of the Program Advisory Committee at Itemba Labs, Separated Sector Cyclotron, and an active member of the Nuclear Industry Association of South Africa, NIASA. She serves as a reviewer of journals of radiation physics and chemistry, radiation research and applied sciences, as well as Southern Region Editor of african physics newsletter are you as excited as i am then listen to the end i want to thank you for honoring the invitation to be on today's episode of um, the AfriNuke nuke podcast
1: thank you for the invitation
0: this podcast aims to sift various views of nuclear technology from different parts of the world through the african voice it may not be restricted to the african community because um nuclear technology is location neutral. So to start with, Professor, I have observed your contribution to the nuclear community in Africa, especially in South Africa. And uh, you have been there contributing to the knowledge um, and human resource and building people in general and contributing to the community. So, um, can you tell us a bit about you and what you do and the capacity in which you are functioning in the place you are right now, Professor? Uh,
1: Okay. Thank you, Mr. Mbazo. Uh, My name is uh, Iabo Tino Ola Usman. I'm a professor of nuclear physics in the School of Physics, University of Witwatersrand, in Johannesburg, South Africa and I'm the leader of the Nuclear Structural Research Group. I was born as the 21st child of Ojetimi family in Ede Ocean States, Nigeria.
0: Fantastic.
1: And I attended, <laughs> attended Ladoke Akintola University of Technology, Show, for my first degree in Pure and Applied Physics. Cool. Before I immigrated to South Africa in 2005 to continue with my postgraduate study, that is, MSc and PhD in nuclear physics. So I'm still here since then.
0: Wow, it's such a privilege to talk with the son. I wouldn't say son, but um, daughter of the soil. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, um, Professor, you have been in South Africa. From what you said, and um, most African countries uh, flock to South Africa because they have um, a better um, infrastructure. They have a better um, lifestyle. If Nigerians inclusive, but um, things are changing in these days. I I wonder, like. What is it like and um, coming from um, when you were there and up to this time and talking about how that um, impacts the the academic um, environment, can you kind of take us through the journey of how the society has transitioned and uh, what are the pros and cons and how the future looks like for especially the nuclear technology and also uh, academia and, and life in general, if you may say?
1: Thank you. Uh... In terms of the development, I think the South African government, they are pushing more towards the science and innovation. And this have been considered as the instrument for development. So investments from the South African government in terms of human capital resources and training in the area of uh, nuclear science and technology, through the Department of Science and Innovation, is is a very contributing factor into the South African development, not only in nuclear, in all areas of basic science and development. So, and through this, most of the international organizations also come to join. You know, when things are going well in a country, other international countries will like to come and help in that area. So most of the things that have been put in place by the South African government being been lifted up through financial support by other international organizations. So, especially in terms of research, we have many collaborative research Infrastructure in place for nuclear science and technology. Most of the collaboration comes from the, the through the RNG research from European countries. So many South African RNG researchers go to CERN, you know, where we have the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah. So, and most of them have contributed immensely into the development in that area. Wow. The and we also have excited. <laughs> 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 yeah. Please tell so, us the
0: story if you have an experience, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. Okay. Because if there's no local support, there's no way the international organizations can come in. So every year, the South African government contributes large amounts of money towards research going on in ATSAN. And they encourage many young, that is the early career Researchers to join that group and develop themselves not only in the area of physics. There are technology uh, innovation, electronics as well. So they control they contribute to this area. Wow! Another large collaboration that South African has is with Russia. We have South Africa. Joint Institute for Nuclear Research in Dubna, where many researchers in South Africa have collaborative uh, projects going on. So those are the two major international collaborations with regards to nuclear
0: science. That's fantastic. It's really, really intriguing to see um, the the great um, connections uh, when I think of sand, it's like the the top-notch of nuclear science in the whole world. That's where you have the, the biggest, um, do I say, uh, cyclotron, like where the electrons get um, uh, to do the job around a very big um, circumference. So I wonder, like... Um, Uh, Are you guys aiming towards what um, Stephen Hawkins have uh, predicted? Like, have you kind of made any groundbreaking discovery in the (laughs) Hadron Collider?
1: (laughs) Yeah, in 2017, there was a big announcement about the discovery of Higgs boson. And yeah. they call it God's particle.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, 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 so What what's that about? Yeah. I really don't know what that is. Like uh, although I read about <laughs> it but I really didn't go into details of what why did they call it a god particle, really?
1: Yeah, yeah, because it has not been discovered before in terms of uh, subparticles that have been researched both in the theory and in that year it was uh, firstly observed and discovered through experiments.
0: Okay. You know, uh, the common man listening to this podcast will be wondering, how does this concern me? Like, why should I be interested? Like, why should I be interested in nuclear physics or science, for example? Like, okay, so maybe my brother who read physics comes home and then he's just talking about X, Y, Z. He's talking about neutrons, electrons. None of them I can... Uh, substantiate. like I'm like okay so why should I worry like it doesn't put food on the table for me except you are earning some salary so but why should I be excited that's a common man in the street especially in Africa yes you know. We have more um, existential challenges than worrying about um, what is happening at the Large Hadron Collider, you know, although we should be contributing and also concerned about it, but if you look at the generality of the African community and the level of our, um, do I say development, I wouldn't want to um, demean it, but um, looking at the realities on ground, I think um, we need to get um, more um, enlightenment from experts like you, why we should be happy with um, doing nuclear physics or nuclear science um, put in a way that we should have passion for abstract things or stuff like that What we should we hope for if we go into nuclear physics? Like if I have a child now, like okay, and there is a future, like like everybody or the scientific community is looking up to that when we get to this level in the future, okay, this will be what we'll be able to do, we'll be able to make some kind of special machines. Do you have any kind of illustration of why the common man should be happy with nuclear physics and how it impacts him in some way?
1: Okay, thank you, Mr. Mbazo. Uh, nuclear has been in existence since the Manhattan Project, and the prior aim was to develop a nuclear bomb. So after that, after that uh, incident, and the World War occurred and ended, that technology has been transferred towards the constructive way. That is in terms of energy development, yeah, and that purposes. is how the yeah that's how the nuclear power uh, image. Yes. So even now that we're talking, you are somewhere far from me, and we're still having conversation through internet. Yeah. So this development comes right from the nuclear uh, nuclear research, the World Wide Web if yeah, you can I go on y- the
0: physics aspect right
1: If you are doing research you don't expect what is going to come out of it so pure basic research have opportunities for many uh, advantages that you can't even think of so for africans to devote on pure applied sciences it emerges right from the pure basic science. When basic sciences are being done at some highest level of scientific research excellence, so that means that more innovation will come out of it, which will be of socioeconomic benefit to all humankind. The benefit doesn't apply to only the people in that research area. It's, it's, it's applicable to people all over the world. And that is the benefit we are experiencing now and we are enjoying all day. That's
0: perfect. I, I, I would want to say yeah. we should be expecting those useful mistakes to happen in, um, in, um, in the nuclear <laughs> physics. <laughs> Experiments so that um, the common man will be very happy, you know, like um, just what you said about the internet discovery and stuff like that. So, uh, Professor, your yes. your. Your career has been very um, interesting, and uh, moving from Nigeria to to South Africa. I wonder because uh, one of those times I was talking with one man in the um, one of the government offices, and he was like, when he was um, uh, to go abroad, so he was given options of courses to study. Uh, nuclear physics, mm-hmm. uh, nuclear engineering was one of it, but um, uh, because he's coming from the place he is coming from, which is Nigeria. He was not allowed mm. to study that course, even though that was what tickled his interest. So I wonder, like, um, you you were, you have been privileged to study nuclear science or nuclear physics and what um, surrounds it. So I was like, okay, so did you have it in mind before going for it, or you just got a spark of interest when you went there, or like, can you tell us the story about how you are in an expert in nuclear physics at this time? Some people might want to hear that.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, While I was uh, doing my first degree at the Cloud Tech in Ogumashore in Pure and Applied Physics. So we have components on the, uh, the final year course, which includes nuclear technology. And I can remember we have only one lecturer from OAU that comes in to lecture us at Obama show that time. So that inspired me to go further in the area of nuclear. Wow. So, in that time, uh, I have no prior uh, background in experimental aspects of nuclear physics. What we only what we were taught in the class that time was the, the theoretical yeah, aspect.
0: I suppose as yes. uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can attest yeah. <laughs> to that because I'm also a product of Nigeria. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> can, can you like take? Us a little bit closer to that experience. I, I wouldn't want to say that it's just okay because it's just one person coming from um, if a yeah, OAU uh, but um, are there are some yeah. interesting aspects of what he was teaching that um, drew you closer because um, uh, nuclear engineering in Nigeria as a curse uh, is not done at yeah. the undergraduate level. I will um, also um, suffice to say that um, it is most likely still in the style in which you got it and that it is still given at this time, although plans are on the way to get it into the undergraduate level. So I wonder like what aspects, or was it just because it was different or it was just unique or you don't have a professor for it? Or I don't know, like, can you just, was there any particular um, thing or just because of the lack of it?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the particular aspect of it when we thought about radiation, because we, we know that in chemistry, when you mix different chemicals together, you can see what reaction comes from. Either it turns to different colors or something like that. Yes. But for physics aspect in terms of radiation, you know, alpha, beta, and gamma. So where did they come from? Can we see them? And the professor said, no, you can't see them. So how can we know is alpha, beta, and gamma radiation
0: yeah.
1: emanating from some specific uh, radioactive material? So that's like I want to know more about these okay. aspects.
0: So I think you are curious yeah. about the unknown a lot. So I think yes, I, I think um, our, our listeners should. Um, uh, also listen to an episode that um, we had an interview with um, Professor Tim Jorgensen from University of uh, uh, Georgetown in Washington, where he, he um. dealt very, very well with the story of radiation and um, it's it's a very very interesting episode i urge um, everyone listening to actually go to that um, episode and listen to that uh, although we are going to have subsequent iteration so back to you professor i would want to know like um uh you know the society in which we live in nigeria i i i I, the the kind of um development we're experiencing is not as fast-paced as um expected and that will somehow impact on uh, the, the research community. Although uh, giant strides have been made and publications have been made, we as Africans need to take our future in our hands to some extent. So I I wouldn't know, are there some challenges? Um, you may say they, they are challenges or uh, maybe some things that uh, are a little bit um, of an issue. In the, in, the, in the nuclear community you think um, should be changed uh, for Africa?
1: Oh, okay. For African countries to make a very useful contribution towards science and innovation, we should aim for a higher level of scientific research excellence within a milieu of unfettered inquiry and the contin- continents will continue to languish in the treatment of poverty. If this unrestrained research is not put into place, so many African countries will continue to Go deeper into challenges. Every continent has its own own challenge. But for Africa, we know know the, the unique and number one challenge comes with finance.
0: Resource management.
1: If the issue of finance has been overcome, then the second thing we need to look at is implementation of policies because Africans, they know how to write policies in paper. Very but true. The main issue is how we implement this policy and continued commitments from our government. So, many of the capital projects have been written on paper, but there's no way of implementing those projects for the benefit of the citizens. So implementation is very important. We have to go, we have to move further away from policy, and then we develop uh, economic changing, which is called pollution, policy economy. So wow. policy without wow. implementation, it doesn't result to anything.
0: I've got a new word, economy. Wow, that's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Professor, uh, uh, these days um, uh, you you have really gone high on the echelon of um, science and research, and it's um, uh, it's 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 kind of a level where you have a lot of women and male um, dominating it so i wonder like um, do you feel any difference or challenge or like uh what kind of um do you have any friction like is there any difference you are feeling because i understand you are part of the women in nuclear in the global um, level and also women in physics in South Africa and a lot of um, other groups that um, involved uh, uh, the women folk. So I wonder, like, uh, what kind of um, activities do you engage or how do you position yourself to uh, function optimally in a male-dominated environment?
1: That's a very critical question you're asking me because... For women, it's a double double challenge in the area of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics called STEM. Yes. And uh, it has been a challenge. And for someone to, you have to make sure that you work on that challenge and change it to opportunity. Working in the nuclear clear research area has given me more opportunity to see myself as individual not as a woman so individual contributing to the great scientific uh, innovation and when it's gender it became a very sensitive topic because we are all women in the first place so gender comes in and everything becomes more and more difficult so we have to be optimistic and we should be able to make ourselves stand on our two feet as a woman in order to compete with other gender in any aspects that we find ourselves.
0: Wow that's very um, uh, enlightening from you professor. Uh, uh, this brings me to the second to the last question um, in this um, In this um, episode i hope that you will give us more time to um, interact with you in the future because i see you have um, a great wealth of knowledge to give to our audience so the question i want to ask you is this because you are in the nuclear community um, uh, for you to continue in it uh, you are to the level of being a professor you must have made a lot of impact in society and um, we wonder like what does nuclear technology uh, mean to you as an individual, and uh, what do you want it to mean to the society as well? If if we didn't see it in the way um, uh, you are seeing it, Professor,
1: uh, I see nuclear technology as a powerhouse for the future of Africa in
0: wow. building
1: uh, in building a bridge to sustainable development.
0: Interesting. So
1: when we have a very stable energy; every other things follow, and this can also uh, make development in other areas, either social or cultural, or innovation or inspiration for hope. Wow.
0: Thank you so, so much, Professor. I want to um, think that you are involved in um, women in nuclear uh, in the global level and also uh, other organizations. And you've talked about your contributions and the challenges you faced and how we must rise above them. And also um, what nuclear technology means to you and what uh, we as Africans or the public in general should see as um, what it means to us uh, this brings me to the last question professor i i ad- admire so much how you have um, ascended the ladder of um uh, of uh, of academia and uh, i wonder like uh, some people listening to me are uh, just um Uh, secondary school students, some of them are in the university, some of them are are undecided about where they will go from now. So I wonder like, uh, do you have anything to share about the resources that has helped you to progress to the level in which you are now uh, that will be useful to our audience, Professor? Uh,
1: Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I think, first of all, personal development is very important because there's no limits to what you can learn. So knowledge has no limits. We need to focus on ourselves and then opportunity comes. We don't run away from opportunity because there's no opportunity that doesn't come with its own challenge. So we should take opportunity when it comes at the right time. And also the the general aspect of uh, African governments or the policymakers should have special uh, opportunity be made for women generally, either in science or non-science related area of education, because that has helped me toward achieving this goal the investment of uh, South African government in human capital resources and training, through the Department of Science and Innovation, has contributed towards my development in this area for the past years that I've been here, and also uh, internationally, there are organizations such as the uh, International Atomic Energy Agency, IAEA. Yeah. There's a German GAAD, which provides financial support, especially for women from sub Saharan Africa. And also, there's financial support towards professional development and training from the USA Department of State. So, for those women who are listening to this program if you're not afraid of challenges then nuclear research area is best for you because it takes you everywhere all wow. over the world wow. yeah That's
0: fantastic gives you wings <laughs>
1: okay. yes
0: thank you so much professor for um, the very informative and scintillating information Um, session uh, we've had and uh, I want to say that um, I'm very much um, enriched by the discussion and I believe our audience will be as well. So, um, I want to thank you especially for this time. I wonder if you have any last word you just want to say like to our audience and then we will call it a time.
1: Okay. (laughs) To my female colleagues, uh, there is uh, Women in Nuclear Global, the membership is free and you have many benefits as a member of Women in Nuclear in terms of, of uh, mentorship and, and networking by meeting people from the same industry peers and also there is annual conference for Women in Nuclear Global. This year is going to be between 17th and 21st of October in Canada. That's due to COVID related issue. It will be done virtually online. So you can check the womeninnuclear.com website to apply for this uh, conference participation. And uh, there's uh, IAEA support for women from sub-Sahara Africa to attend and participate in this global conference. Thank you.
0: Thank you very, very much. Professor. I'm so, so pleased to have you today.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mbezo.
0: Thank you so much. So, yeah, I appreciate. Okay, so this brings me to the end of the call. And, uh, uh, yeah, I... <laughs>